being a CEO is very ghetto. It's like you don't very ghetto. <laughs> you don't have to like I don't believe everybody needs to go start their own company right. and like be their own CEO. Right. But the space I was looking for to like create and collab and grow as an individual, mm -hmm. I didn't see a company like that. Mm -hmm. So I had to go create my own company that allowed anybody to come and like be their full self, allow people with no degrees to come and like excel and stuff like right. that. And so I, that's why I really was like, I need to build this company. I love the clients that we work with, but right. I also love the team that we've been able to build and the opportunities we've been able to give people that necessarily like wouldn't get opportunities in this world. Since she calling me, can't come to work. Oh, that's ghetto. It's the fifth, deadline was the first. Oh, that's ghetto. Payroll do again, pockets hurt. Oh, that's ghetto. Good idea, now we buy merch. Oh, that's ghetto. Payment miss. Oh, that's ghetto. Say she quit. Oh, that's ghetto. Laid on your rent. Rent is ghetto. New event. Oh, that's ghetto. Invoice in. That ain't ghetto. Money spin. Oh, that's ghetto. Hold on, it's kind of ghetto being a CEO. Welcome back to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast. I am so excited that you are here. Listen, the Ghetto CEO Podcast is where we keep it raw and unfiltered. Like, we tell the real behind the scenes of, like, our horror stories when it comes to being a CEO because being a CEO is giving very much ghetto, okay? In this episode, we got my, literally one of my very best friends. Like, you guys are going to get a treat okay but my very best friend Casey Brown and Casey has achieved so much by before the age of 26 I'm talking about she was a she made six figures at 16 um she has multiple companies she's acquired multiple companies she's built culture all the things and we're going to talk about how she actually is no longer the CEO of her company so keep listening to the episode and we got Casey Brown in the building. Should I call you TikTok Casey? No, you should not. <laughs> nope. You TikTok cat Casey. <laughs> Marketing case. Like, I don't even know. You're famous. So Casey I have... is really, <laughs> is it? Like, it's just Casey. <laughs> Listen, y'all might not know my friend, but this is like, this is going to be a good episode because you like my friend. We friends for real. Like, for like. Locked in for life. Ain't no switching up. Ain't no switching up. Period. Okay, listen. <laughs> so we got a tradition here at the Ghetto CEO Podcast. And we start off with introducing yourself, but you have to introduce yourself by rapping. No, you don't. That's <laughs> literally false. That's fake. You that is not false news. So I'm going to drop a beat. And you got to give us some vibes. So, like, I'm from Detroit, though. Yeah. So, like, my raps be very, like, vulgar. So I don't think Go ahead. Should. No, like you ready? <laughs> and so you do this beatbox all the time too. Bitch, <laughs> I was fucked. <laughs> Look, bitch, uh, uh, you fucked me up. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, look, case the ace on the beat, a CEO. In these streets, Yo! where you at? Yo! Where you be? Yo! Cause I'm with my Reezy. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That was fire, right? That was, that was fire. fire. I couldn't even do both. <laughs> I couldn't gas you up and do the beat like that. I'm was dropping the mixtape soon. You are yep, in. That is sure. not a tradition, yep. but I, I know it wasn't. <laughs> I knew it wasn't. I knew. Now you got me. All I'm, right, cool. Yeah, I actually. You're not supposed to be rapping anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Got the cameras. <laughs> no more rap. So, what's up, Casey? Like, okay. how I am, this is, y'all, we're going to be laughing the whole episode. So, I hope you guys are ready for the giggles. <laughs> but let them know, seriously, like, who you are and, like, how you jumped into being uh, a CEO. 
So my name is Casey, just mm. Casey, Casey Brown. Um, but I'm the CEO of Digital, or I'm not the CEO. I guess we can get into that. Yeah. I am the founder um, of Digital Kairos. I am the CEO of another company, but I am now just the founder and yeah. CRO of mm. our main company. Um, but I started marketing like real, like when I was 16 years old. Mm. Um, so I launched my first business. <clears throat> it was a sock business. And, and we can get into that if you want, but it was a sock business and I started posting, running ads, scaling the sock business. We scaled it to about 100K a month okay. um, when I was like 16. And so I got really, really deep into marketing and that's just been like my love, mm. specifically like running ads. Yeah. And so uh, in 2019, officially, I started my agency mm -hmm. um, where we focused on ads and things like that. But as iOS 14.5 came out, mm what I realized was that it wasn't just about the ad strategy, but more so even about content. Mm -hmm. And so we've been doing and helping our clients do a lot of content and things like that now. Yeah. yeah. So like, and I think that a lot of people, first of all, I think that's how like I became like, you're my friend, so. you know, <laughs> because I don't know a lot of actual marketers. Speaking and I, that is really shady, yeah. but like, I feel like people don't have a concept of the difference between a marketer and somebody that can market their own products or they are branders yeah. or whatever. They're really good at Canva. Absolutely. Yeah. Or they can create good content for themselves. Absolutely. Right. Because Absolutely. I think there's a concept like marketing is like truly numbers, analytics, mm -hmm. like going in there and looking at the data yes. to make decisions. Yep. So like, how did you get to that point of like, okay, now I'm like, the goats in marketing. I am not the goat. I really, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really do love marketing though, but yeah. I have always been a numbers person. Yeah. And so I think that has been my edge in this game. It's just like, I understand data. I understand numbers. I actually went to school to be a doctor, okay. um, but then I actually graduated with an economics degree. And so yeah. my background is just all in numbers, all in data. Yeah. And so when it comes to our clients and scaling, and especially after iOS 14.5, where you had to be a real marketer in this game now, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, what is the number saying? What's the conversion rates? Right. What's the things? What's the click through right. rates? And let the numbers influence our strategies and, and how we go to market. No, thanks. And I, uh, so, First of all, you, you went to Northwestern, right? Yep. So, y'all, like, Casey is smart. Like, not just like, oh, I think she cool. No, 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 no. This is smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, very intelligent. When you graduated from Northwestern, you actually went to the corporate route. Yeah, so I went to school. Uh, Bill Gates gave me a million dollars because I was smart on paper. Where's the um, money? You know? You really ask it? Yeah. So, okay. So, <laughs> Dang, you have to really have me out. So Bill Gates gave me a million dollars. Like smart kids, yeah. tested. I told him my story. He gave me a million dollars to go to school. Like cash? <clears throat> so they would pay the university. Uh -huh. And if I continued on like health routes, so things that aligned with their foundation. So the Gates Millennium Foundation is uh -huh. really big into health and gotcha. medicine, stuff like that. So if I would have continued on that path, they would have kept paying it. Um, so it's a million dollars. Even after you graduate, they keep paying. I go to medical school. They would pay for anything oh, that I wanted wow. to do um, up to a million dollars. So and you decided <clears throat> that like you was going to stop. And Absolutely. So why? Money has never been a driving thing for me. And so what I, I learned was you. like, because I was a smart kid at school. So mm -hmm. I had three options, what I was told. I could either be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Okay. And I was like. All right, I don't want to be an engineer. I like talking to people. Yeah. I don't want to be a lawyer. I cannot lie. Like if you if I lie, I'm like I can't lie. Yeah. 
shout out to the lawyers i know lawyers <laughs> like they always be on me about that and so i was like i'll be a doctor i yeah. like helping people yeah but i realized that i don't like blood and stuff mm. so then i couldn't None be a doctor anymore <laughs> and like my family was like but you got a million dollars like you should just do it like it's okay yeah. like you could just be a dermatologist like you don't need to like see blood right but i was like no money has never just been the thing to help me decide mm. and so i switched because i really like business mm. um i like numbers i like helping people in business right and so i switched and i thought the next option for me was corporate so okay. after i graduated <clears throat> i went the corporate route i was going to business school i was going to harvard business school um and i was just like actually i don't like this either and i had a lot of money like i was 22 years old probably making around 200k i was on a pathway you to be a partner <laughs> I was outside. living. I was outside, outside. Yes. Like, <laughs> so I was on this pathway to be a partner at the firm. Probably yeah. by the time I was 35, I would make like a million a year. Mm -hmm. But what I saw in that, I didn't like it. I liked the work. It was fine. The lifestyle was not for me. And so while I was working 90 hours at 22 years old, mm -hmm. right to the right of me was my boss that was 45 years old that was missing her daughter's dance recital and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Just like she was making a million dollars a year, but the lifestyle was trash, trash. Right. so i was like okay i actually don't want to do this either mm -hmm. and so on the day i got promoted so i got promoted and my raise is probably going to be around 250 and again i'm 23 years old i quit Dang. i quit because i i knew if i accepted more and more money it was going to be harder and harder for me to quit yeah and so i quit that day um, i actually took a pay cut and went to this company called stripe Okay. Um, we maybe maybe y'all have heard <laughs> right, of Stripe. Right, right. I, hey, people have beef with Stripe and stuff. Like. Oh, so I got <laughs> don't call me about your Stripe. So I went to this company called Stripe, and yeah. I took a big pay cut. But the reason I went there is like tech and fun. Okay. And I got to talk to a lot of startups. I got to help a lot of uh, small businesses on Stripe because as startups grow, Stripe grows, right? Because yes. they're processing more money. Right. Um, so I like that work, and I like the teams. I like the people. I was there for about a year, and then I was like, I'm going to start my own thing now. So then you started your agency? Yep. Okay, so then you okay, so you quit corporate, you started the agency, and then how did you start building that company? So um, the first, like, tactically, how did I build it? Mm -hmm. Well, not so, but like. Yeah, yeah, so I had a couple clients. Like, I, I was, again, I've been running ads since I was 16. At this point, I'm now 24. So yeah. I've been in the game eight years at okay. this point running ads. And so I had a couple clients always that I was running ads for on the side mm -hmm. in corporate, right? And so at that time I was like, okay, I'm gonna just really start talking about this. I'm gonna tell my clients to tell their friends that yeah. like I'm fully open now. So probably within a week of quitting my job, I was at like 5K a month. Period. I also, y'all heard I was making a lot of money, oh, but right, I was but also was... spending it just as fast, mm. right? Like once you start making money, you get a nicer house, Absolutely. I get a nicer car, right, I'm vacation. Right. So like, I didn't actually have much saved up. right? And so I had like 5K, but I was like, whatever, like worst case scenario, and I'm privileged to say this, but my worst case scenario is like, I'm gonna just have to go live in my mom's basement. Yeah. If this don't work out, I'm gonna just move home. So I told a couple of my clients, like, please, if you got business owner friends, like tell them I'm running ads. Right. So within like a month, I probably start making around like 10K a month, me and a VA. Okay. And within the next three months, we were probably around like 50K a month. Period. So you scale pretty fast. Yeah. But the reason why you even went to your business is because you were searching for something. Do you feel like you found it? I did. 
And I tell people this all the time. I don't think you have, we gonna talk about, I yeah. hope we talk about this. Like being a CEO is very ghetto. It's like you don't, very ghetto. you don't have to, like, I don't believe everybody needs to go start their own company right. and like be their own CEO. Right. But the space I was looking for to like create and collab and grow as an individual, mm -hmm. I didn't see a company like that. Mm -hmm. So I had to go create my own company that allowed anybody to come and like be their full self, allow people with no degrees to come and like excel and stuff like that. Right. And so I, that's why I really was like, I need to build this company. I love the clients that we work with, but right. I also love the team that we've been able to build and the opportunities we've been able to give people that necessarily like wouldn't get opportunities in this world. Right. So what you were looking for, you went and just built yourself. Absolutely. And so but the question is, now that I'm, like, really thinking about it, you did all of this, you went to school, you got a million-dollar scholarship, you changed, you went to a corporate job, was making all this money, went to Stripe, making all this money, then you found what you were looking for, and then you gave it up. Like, mm. you didn't stay being the CEO. Yeah. So how did that, like, talk a little bit about, like, that transition of, like, firing yourself as a CEO. Yeah, so what I was looking for was a space, was mm. a company, was a mission, was a vision. Yeah. And that's something that we still have, yeah. right? And that's what I created and the CEO runs that. What I was not looking for was again, me working 90 hours a week like that partner mm. that I was selling at my corporate right. job, right? And so I started the company probably with three people, myself and two VAs. Yeah. But even at that point, I was like, I don't want to run this forever. I right. shouldn't run this forever. Like there are people out there better than me mm -hmm. that can run this better than I can. Plus I do want like free time, leisure, things like that. So I was okay building something mm -hmm. for a space to like make impact and then having a small percent of that. Yeah. Right. Like I was okay with that. Um, I love it. Yeah. I love that because I think that people think they have to own it because being a CEO is ghetto. Like, very. it is very ghetto. And yeah. it was so ghetto that you quit. Yes, I quit. Um, I gave up my position. Formerly, I gave up my position as a CEO uh, two months ago. But okay. the person that is now the CEO, one of my best friends, has been an acting CEO for about six months. Yeah. Um, but that was a two-year-long process, mm -hmm. right? And so, again, as a CEO, one of our main jobs is to, like, hold a vision for our company. Right. And so I started this company. I had a strong vision for it, strong mission for it. And so uh, he also aligned with that mission and vision. But as a CEO, there's taxes, profit, like there's other tactical things that Absolutely. he just needed to learn. And so over the last two years, basically what I did was put him through like a business school mm. um, of all the acumen I've been able to collect from all these universities and whatever. I put him in business school with me and him every Wednesday, two to three hours. We're talking about all these business things for the past two years. And now he's running the company. I love this. So, but for you, do you feel like that has alleviated the stress? Like, you are now, like, I'm just an employee. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a job description, and this is what I'm supposed to do. Does that alleviate yeah. the stress, or is it like... Because somebody's out there like, oh, sign me up. Yeah. Where are the CEOs? Yeah. So I'm about to hire them. But, like, yeah. how do you feel about it? So, I won't say... I will say it alleviates the stress. Okay. The thing about me... So, I grew up as, like, a only uh, my mom's only child. Mm -hmm. So, like, in business, I love to just collab with people. Yeah. Like, I love to be, like... There's this thing in business, like it's inevitable highs and lows. Okay. You're going to go through highs and you're going to go through lows, yeah. right? And so I said to myself, do I want to go through these highs alone alone mm. or do I want people to go through these highs and lows with, yeah. right? And so I'm, I was okay giving up equity to like have somebody to go through these highs and lows with. Mm. It doesn't necessarily though alleviate the stress. Like yeah. the company is still like my baby, yeah. right? So at the end of the day, it's like 
I'm still very hands-on. Yeah. But it does, it gives you somebody to just like ride the ride with. Mm-hmm. It adds some more joy to the highs right. and it adds some more support to the lows when I have a partner to go through it. No, I love that. And so with having this partner now, what was the process? Because like I said, somebody's yeah. out there and it's like, I'm about to, because when I, no lie, I was like, y'all, when I talked to Casey, when I met Casey, she was like, yeah, like, technically, I'm not the CEO of my company. And I was like, technically, sign me up. Like, how does <laughs> Sorry, that yeah. work? You yeah. know what I mean? And so even as, like, we've developed our friendship, I, like, see her space, right? Because I'm also a client. Mm-hmm. And so I see the space of, like, how her CEO runs the company and what she does for the company. Because your role is what? I'm now the CRO. What so I'm mean? focused on, so since we're chief revenue officer, okay. I'm focused on hitting revenue targets for mm. the company. So your job is just to make money. Marketing and sales. So, and then, but you're good at that. That's not something That's my that... strength, right? And so then again, mm-hmm. I was like, where am I strong? At? I'm strong in a lot of areas yeah. just because of my experience, but where am I strong and where do I like to play? And so like, how can I focus just on that? Yeah. Right. As a CEO, that's one of our main jobs to see our players and then put them in the right seats. I also need to put myself in the right seat. My right seat is if Casey can focus on marketing and sales all day, we're all going to win. And so everybody in the company also wants me to focus there, you know, because it helps everybody else. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's where I'm focused. So did you get to that point by just like, okay, this is good. I'm just going to find somebody. Like, how did you find So here's the process on how I found Shannon. Yeah, Yeah, we have not said his name. Shannon? Shannon? That's the boy (laughs) right there. Um, So Shannon does like, doesn't have a degree. Like he is like, he is that guy. Yeah. And, and I don't say this on some like pedestal, but we, me and him talk about this. Like he would not have had this opportunity Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for this space that I created. It, right and so I tell our team this all the time I got all these degrees and stuff but I got this for us to win collectively mm. so that I can walk into these doors yeah. and then I could put y'all on you know right but Shannon so I'm gay as hell let me just say that I'm gay as hell Shannon <laughs> Shannon is a nigga I don't yeah. know if we said that Shannon yeah, yeah. is a man yes and this man slid into my dms yeah okay and he also so y'all gotta go peep we're gonna put Shannon's at name in the comments <laughs> because y'all Shannon is a nigga but he also not from America right no so he like where is Shannon located he's from he is located in Amsterdam yeah so it's just like yeah. Whole different. So I can imagine <laughs> this Amsterdam ass nigga <laughs> slide me your comments yeah. or your DMs and like, what's up? What's yo? good, baby? Can I take you to lunch? <laughs> can I take you out? <laughs> now he slid in my DMs and he was like, hey, I'm actually starting a podcast. Like, I've been watching you. Like, you are so inspirational. Cause at this time, I was like putting out a lot of content around growing my agency. Okay. So he was like, I would love to just like talk to you. And if anybody knows me, like I don't reply, like I do not reply, but somehow I saw his message and I was like, let me reply to him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we could do the podcast. And so we get on a podcast. He starts interviewing me. I'm like, this guy's kind of dope. Mm-hmm. He's telling me that he does emails and landing pages and he's like big into marketing and sales. Yeah. And so I was like, well, let's see like what you were about, you know? So he started helping some of our clients. And the thing about him is like really good at what he does, but the heart. Like he yeah. has a heart that like he eats, sleeps and breathes clients, not money, not yeah. revenue. Like he eats, sleeps and breathes clients. And yeah. I started seeing that like he would just jump on call like, no, can I just talk to them? Can I brainstorm? Can I help them? I was like, this man is like super dope. Yeah. And so we worked together for about a year 
And then after that, again, he's building his own agency. I was building my agency and he had a nice size agency. And I had an honest conversation with him like, you know, I believe in this saying, a rising tide raises all ships. So as an ocean, a tide, it raises every ship on there. And I was like, hey, I think both of us have a rising tide right now. Like, what if we like just collab and rise rise together? And so he was like, yeah. And he's just one of those guys without an ego. And he left his agency um, and joined me. And for, again, the the last two years, we've just been working together. The vision has always been to him to be the CEO. Um, And so the last two years, we've been working on that. And now that's where we're at. I like how you slow read it, though. Like, you, because... I know you, right? And yeah. me and you are, like, very much alike. Yeah. I am such a, like, you want to do it? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Sign right Let's here. Let's go. Like, Let's go. You want half? Literally. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if it logically makes sense, I can go. So, like, what made you just be like, oh, let me test you out for two years? Yeah. So, Yes. My partner, so literally probably within like six months of meeting Shannon, I was yeah. like, this, that, this is him. Like, I found <laughs> him. Me. I have manifested yeah. the CEO. Like, I just knew. Like, it was, yeah. my partner is like, calm down. Like, this is, <laughs> your right. business is the Shout baby. Like, this is the baby. Like, yeah. you're just about to give it up. Like, let's just, let's just see. If it is a CEO, he's still going to be here, mm-hmm. right? Like, you project to have this company a while. If he is really the CEO, he's going to be here, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, okay, true. Um, and so she was the one that like calmed me down. And then again, I was like, he doesn't necessarily have all the skills as like the CEO of where we're headed, Mm. right. Of where we're going. Um, and so, and I didn't even have all those skills yet. And so I had to learn some things. I had to like fail at some things. I had to get some like stripes for then to teach him what not to do, what to do. Um, but that's kind of why that was a two year long process. And so with the process, did y'all, like, what is, the, like, a horror story? Like, was there mm. anything, like, any hiccups? Because somebody, like I said, there's, if there's anyone that's listening to this like us, yeah, they have already planned out step A through yeah. Z. So, like, what was the ghetto part of bringing yeah. in a CEO? So the one thing I will say, and I feel like we've talked about this, mm-hmm. is, like, the difference. So Shannon on paper is not like, oh, yeah, you're a great fit for the CEO. Let's do it. Shannon though is like, I trust him with like my life. Like I trust that man. We have fun together. Like that is like my friend. And so for anybody that's thinking about like bringing in a CEO, at least at our level, like we're a scrappy company. Like we need to make decisions. Sometimes we're at zero. Sometimes we're at a million, you know how the business be. And so I needed to have a friend for like, I needed to have somebody that I really trusted um, I need to have somebody with a good heart, good mm-hmm. intentions, right? So that came above any other thing. Shannon is a great marketer, a great mind, but like yeah. he is a great person first. Yeah. And so that's why that partnership was able to be formed. And then for like step by steps, what I went through was just studying. I brought out some of my old business books and stuff, but I was like, what makes a CEO? Mm-hmm. The number one thing as a CEO is like you work for your team. Like we don't actually work for our clients, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of our training for about six months was like, how do you build good team, good culture, right? How do we find A players and keep them, yeah. right? In this world, everybody, every company is paying more and more. One of our employees just got a, a offer from Facebook to like go work there, probably like four times more than what they're making with us and they turned it down. Oh, wow. Like why did they do that? Because we've been so intentional around like our team, our right. culture uh, and things like that. Another, the next three months was all about vision, mm-hmm. right? So as a CEO, he has to know like where we're going and why we're going there, right? And be aligned to it. Right. And so we talked a lot about that. 
And then we talked a lot about just numbers, right? Projections, profit, things like that. Um, but those are like kind of the biggest focus areas on like what we studied over the last two years. Yeah, so y'all talk, you literally took this man through business school. You took Absolutely. him through the Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, and I actually paid for him to go to Harvard. Like oh, he did wow. Harvard uh, business school online class. Like we've invested a lot of time in. <laughs> what job but like have? that pays off though, right? Yeah. I can invest 20 grand, 30 grand into like his learning. I can also invest tons of my hours into his learning. And that pays off for our team, that pays off for our clients, that pays off for him and his confidence. Right. And now I get to just focus on what I'm good at. So you really can't even say being a CEO is ghetto because you're not a CEO. Anymore. So I, I'm i an entrepreneur. <laughs> so as soon as we made she that switch, as soon as we made that switch, I started like two more. Like we have, uh, by the end of this year, we'll have like six companies in our holding company. So I'm it. still the CEO of. And so, and we had this running joke, right, that you are like the Steve Jobs of our friend group because <laughs> it's just the glasses. Like, it's like. definitely the glasses. <laughs> it's Steve. Yeah, it's just the glasses. It's definitely the glasses. <laughs> but the other part about it is, Casey, you like twenty six, right? I am twenty six. You're twenty six. Put my old. information out there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she, you're like young, right? Like you're yeah. young, and you are. You've been making six figures since you were sixteen, right? Yeah. You have literally acquired acquired companies. Yeah. You've hired a CEO. Like, who the fuck are you? Are you like reincarnated <laughs> into like like who at twenty six is thinking like this? It's it's all risk taking though, mm. right? So I've made a lot of money and I've also lost tons of money. Mm. I remember at like probably around nineteen, I was in college and I was starting this other business and I lost thirty grand. I'm like a bad deal, 30 grand. And I remember I called my mom like, yeah, I'm walking to class. I, you know, I lost 30 grand. And my mom was like, oh, like, what are you talking about? Like, are you serious? And yeah. I was like, yeah, I lost all my money. Like, you know, I'll, you know I, I was saying it so like flippantly. I literally had zero dollars in my yeah. bank account. Um, so like to most people, like the risks that I've taken yeah. are like scary. Right. To me, the risks that I'm taking are is business school. Right. Like I've learned more from like losing money failing, losing bad team members, hiring bad people, mm-hmm. winning companies, failing companies than I even learned in Northwestern or Harvard. Mm. Right? How do you deal with it? Like deal with losing? Losing, losses, the risk, like like how do you stay so motivated to keep going? I love losing, I think more than winning. Mm, That's crazy. I don't think I've ever like really thought about that, but I love losing. There's this joke that I have me. I tell my partner all the time whenever a loss happens, I'm like this, like I get excited because I feel like there's going to be a documentary filmed about me and you got to have a bunch of losses to make the documentary interesting, right? But even more than that, like I learned so much from a loss Mm -hmm. after that 30 K loss, I learned about shipping things. Um, so it was a ship. It was a thing that happened in China. It got stuck at customs. I learned all this information. Yeah. COVID happened, and although I wasn't running a product uh, thing, a lot of our clients are product-based businesses, right. and I had all this information around what we need to do, the slips that we need to have. I also still had agents in China because of that accident that happened when I was 19, yeah. and so we were able to swiftly move all of our clients' products in and keep scaling them. Right. Oh, I love so. I would have, I'm so happy I learned that lesson when at 19 and it was only 30K because at 25 when I needed that lesson, like it made me a lot more money. Yeah. Right? And so how, but how do you, what's the thing inside of you that makes you keep going? Like keep going with lot, like after loss and stuff? Yeah. Like it's just because 
we have to feel emotions. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like, and we kind of talked about this, right? Yeah. Do you feel like you actually are tapping into like how you feel about what's happening or are you just like numb to it at this point? I'm not numb to it. Mm-hmm. Every scar though gets like less and less. Like it's like, oh, I've been through this before, yeah. right? And so I'm not numb to it. But I do, I don't know, this could get like deep a little bit. But oh, yeah. I just feel like we all are going to die. Like, yeah. we're uh, that's a unknown. Like, we're all gonna die, and like, low key, like, nobody's even gonna like really remember us. Like, yeah, that. yeah. Like, you know, I met a young kid, and I was like, talk, like, Michael Jackson was playing. I was like, Do you know who this is? They were like eight years old, and I was like, This is Michael Jackson, and they did not know who Michael Jackson was. Mm. And it was just like, Dang, like, if you don't know who Michael Jackson, like, nobody's even gonna you know who I am in 200 years, right, right, right? Like, nobody's gonna remember. And so, what I feel like, like, life is so precious, mm. and like, why not just get out here and just like try everything? Right. My biggest fear, and I tell people this all the time, my biggest fear is not losing money, it's not looking silly, it's not nobody talking about me. My biggest fear is like laying on my deathbed or something and regretting. Ooh, and being I like, dang, like, what time. if, like, what if yeah. I would have just did it? What if I would have yeah. just talked to this person? What yeah. if I, like, I never want to come home at the end of the day, like, dang, like, what if I would have just, like, said hey to Mare? Like, yeah. but I was too scared. Like, I want to know, like, dang, I said hey, and she looked the other way. But right. now I know, right? Like, I never, my biggest fear is regret. And so whenever I'm scared mm-hmm. about something, I think about that. Like, dang, am I going to look back on this and be like, dang, what if I would have did that? If so, do it. That's good. That's a you bar. Like you like Think, that? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? That was good. <laughs> it's serious though. It's no, real that was good because it's like I tell. I literally like I tell my students that all the time. Like I just one thing. I'm a in ten years. I'm not gonna look in the mirror and be like, "Bitch, you are a loser because of you." You know yes. what I'm saying? Like I and we not even supposed to be cussing, but it's just yeah. like you're like I can't regret me like no. I gotta show up and I also feel like and the reason why I ask that is because I, I think for me the older that I get the less my risk tolerance is mm. like the more like seasoned I get in business I'm yeah. I was way riskier in the beginning like really? ball, like why like, do you think that is though but I, I think I'm tired of taking L's like it's just like mm. kind of like that let me just be in my soft season. I just feel like, right, like the business and the impact we're about to have yeah. over the next five years is going to be huge. Period. And so I feel like I want to learn every, like, I want to go to zero now yeah. before I get to a billion and mm. go to zero. Like, I want to learn, like, I'm I'm willing to lose 50K, 100K, yeah. a million here. Like, I'm willing to do that now because yeah. I want the lessons. Yeah. So then when I'm in this next season, 100 million, whatever, like, doing that stuff like i've learned the lessons right you know I love that. my end goal is to actually like build a school too so like i want to build a school for <laughs> yeah. like the youth you okay, know okay they go millionaire mile elementary <laughs> no like for real though i want to build a school so like i'd be like saying like at this point in my life like i have a fine life and mm-hmm. lifestyle everything now is like to build this school mm. like, what do you want the school like what's the vision? so like you know like kids like where i grew up like you know it's like people don't even know that like you could just make money doing certain things yeah like it's like okay if i'm not smart and i don't go to the league what do i do mm-hmm. like i just go be a assistant at the dentist or something like i don't know i could Learn how to run ads and run an agency or run a podcast. Like, I don't know I can do all this stuff. And so I want to, like, build a school where it's, like, an ads teacher there and, like, Mm. a music producer there, like, a fashion stylist there and, like, 
people can come and like learn that stuff. But I don't want to depend on the government. So like yeah. I'm making all this money to put We're millions of dollars into the school. I love it. It's going to be here. Where is it going to be? I don't know I'm where it's going to be. But I had to be a good teacher, right? I need a lot of lessons. I yes. need the L's. So that's why I was saying that. Like, I need these L's I need to teach. These L's for, I mean, but that's that's a beautiful thing. I need these L's not even for me, but for y'all. A hundred percent. Like, it's really on my back. Like, I feel this. Like, I be telling my I team, like, this right is now. not for me. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've done a lot. I've, I've done the things for me, mm-hmm. for, like, my ego and that stuff. Everything else now from 26... I'm going to live to 100 from 26 to 100 yeah. is for the world. It's for people. And so I'm just like, let me take that. I want to take the bullets so I could pass like the knowledge back. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's serious. <laughs> no, it really is. So, okay. So we, you got the business. You're no longer the CEO. You are the CRO. Shannon's the CEO, right? Like, do you feel you? We know that like business is a male dominated industry. Yes. Like, do you feel like you strategically? Because I, my personal experience, I feel like people trust men quicker than they trust black women. Yes. So, do you strategically feel like you leveraged Shannon being a male, or did you leverage her sexuality? Mm. You know what I'm saying? To be able to adapt to more white men in this male dominated industry so i definitely did not hire shannon or like leverage him being a man yeah like i haven't met and this is no shade to the man for real but i just haven't met a lot of just good men yeah just good men that will also like just really respect me yeah okay right like that's just been my experience so you feel like it's harder for you with your sexuality to adapt to and absolutely or like not even like like just being like even just a woman like making more or like being the boss like how men sometimes Mm -hmm. some men can react and respond to that right shannon is just one of those guys like yo i don't like he's like i don't you're a great person i want to learn from you i'm ready to work right Mm -hmm. and so like that's what that was leveraging my sexuality like there's this thing i think how you put it was like leverage your sex sexuality being like gay is not actually like cool yeah like i i'm cool with it but like it's not actually like a cool thing like people will post a little rainbow or like say i support it but like don't really like support that shit you know and so that's nothing that i've been able to leverage per se it has been something i am loud and proud about because it opens up doors for so many other folks Mm. like we have some clients that are like 50 years old that were like hey because i like work with y'all and interacted with y'all like i'm now coming out I loved it. And that's And crazy. I think that's the thing, too, because you are... I'm literally sitting in real life. Yes. Like, literally, we're at a conference, and somebody's like... I was literally. like, do you know her? And no. you're like, nah, the gays, we just... <laughs> we just... We gotta... We gotta you see fight. You switch it up. No, but it's real. Like, because I'm not even this person. Like, I'm not, like, a fame person yeah. and all this stuff. The reason that I even do all this stuff, again, back to this... Like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for everybody else yeah. right and so when i get on a stage or i post about something or me and my girl are posting pictures like i don't yeah. do that for vanity i do that for other people to be like oh you can run a business and have cool friends and like do all this stuff speak on stages and be fully like who who you are dang that's dope let me like tap into that yeah. because i've seen casey do it that's good yeah. okay so we got a segment that we do at the end <laughs> and it's called plead the fifth Oh, Lord. And so I, I, 
<laughs> so I'm going pleading to... already. I'm Are pleading. you pleading? Nah, you know me. I'm an open book. Let's go. I wish I had some shots, but um, like of liquor. Yeah. Oh, honey, but... <laughs> honey, no, honey. <laughs> Come on, no shots. <laughs> <laughs> so but i'm gonna ask you a question if you you can either answer it or if you don't want to answer it, you just say okay Murray. plead the fifth or i, I just say fifth. okay okay Murray, i'm pleading the fifth okay all right you ready is this an actual tradition this time yes. or is this fake no okay. this is because <laughs> i got caught up earlier this is an actual all right tradition. come on with it God, I already have the questions and everything. Right, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> question number one. Would you ever mix business and pleasure? Yes. So let me explain. Can I explain? <laughs> or I just... Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said that very... Yeah. Yes. Every right, what, what, what are you doing? No, so me and my partner actually work in the business together. Mm. And so this new company we've started, um, she's one of the like co-CEOs of that business. Um, so we... I am currently mixing business and pleasure um, but we have a lot of boundaries around like when we talk business when we talk other stuff um so yeah you you did that or she did it i did that oh i love that for you i did that okay 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 that. have you ever put uh, have you ever pretended to be attracted to men to make more money in your business absolutely not i'm an aries it's shout out to the aries I don't do that. I don't play them games. I'm going to get mine. Yeah. I'm also a Detroit hustler. Like really? Detroit hustles. I don't need. No. No. That was a long. Ple or no, I don't plead the fifth. No. The answer no. is no. No. I'm the one. But. Of one. You get it done. It's always going to get done. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's going to It's going to, it's going to be coins over here. Period. Close the deal. Close it. No worries. Nope. If your mom, a close family member, needed a job, would you hire I no. I would not hire. I okay. would support. Okay. Them. Why? Why wouldn't I hire them? Yeah. My mom personally, that's like my best friend. Yeah. She should not be working with me. <laughs> um, I'll like support her and yeah. like give her money. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't hire her. Okay. Yeah. So listen, Casey, we are coming to the conclusion of this episode. Did you it. love it here at the this Ghetto was CEO? Fun. We have to call this now the Ghetto CRO because you're not a CEO. I'm still the CEO oh. of other things. Ah, 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 <laughs> you're not in the ghetto <laughs> with us anymore. Nah. But I actually applied it. Like, I'm yes. jealous. Like, yeah. I want a CEO. So yeah. my CEO is out there. Hit her I'm up. I'm looking for Slide you. in the DMs. It's definitely going to take three years more but yeah you're here not this a, a call to action so <laughs> slide in her dms right now right now drop ceo in the chat <laughs> in the comments Thanks. um but I, I applaud you for what you've done Thanks, so far like oh. you are so inspirational and I just thank you for being my friend. Oh my god! Is my Ray getting emotional? <laughs> my Ray ever said, "I'd be like, I love you." And she'd be like, like, "Girl, chill out." <laughs> no, I'm excited. Like this is super dope. You are super dope, and thank and you. And you, before we end the episode, you actually was the first person that I told about this concept. And I'm so excited. Like that's why I'm beaming. Like I'm like one thing about you. Like you are going to get it done. Period. And I love that. I love that. Yes, well, thank you for being on the Ghetto Thanks CEO podcast. Me, Where can I stay in touch with you in any last words? So, um, TikTok mostly at Marketing Case, uh, Instagram at Case the Ace. My DMs are closed. 
no more CEOs. No, no more partners. <laughs> no, I always like to connect with people. Always feel free to DM me. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, thank yeah. you for coming. All right, see you guys on the next episode.